This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Gundukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. You strong? They said I'm strong if you strong. I said we strong then. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hope you're having a great day. We certainly have up here at Flowery Branch. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We've been chopping it up all day. I uh, had a chance to talk to David Onyemata, Mike, and uh, he was great this afternoon mm. talking about, you know, his journey, the defense, and how he uh, has played for Ryan Nielsen, the defensive coordinator. And he was talking about Ryan Nielsen just sees the game differently. And, you know, you you players – but there is something about these special coordinators. Say what you want, guys. This defense has been damn good all year. Now, we've had some lapses. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of games where we gave up big explosive plays, Tennessee, et cetera. But for the most part, when you talk about the things that this defense has done, like last week, giving up your first rushing touchdown to a running back. Your first opening scoring drive of the all season. season. You've been shutting you – getting, you're getting guys off the field. Now, it's you know, Dean Peace because the lack of talent was bend, don't break. But this team, this defense has really evolved and had to deal with you know not having Grady Jarrett, missing places. Other guys evolved. We talked about Zach Harrison, got of Ohio State. Yep. He's showing out. Uh, Epicady's gotten better. You know, and, and Calais, I think, by the way, real quick, I meant to mention this earlier. Calais Campbell, about everything you could expect you got from this guy, leadership and results on the ground. I mean, he's right, I think right where I thought he would be, about five or six sacks this year. Well, he told us he still had a lot left in the tank when we talked to him earlier in the year, and he's proven as much. So it's, it's, been, it's been fun to see. And, again, you go get a couple more better players, Mike. You go add to this. Right. I believe in what I'm seeing from a scheme standpoint and the belief of what Ryan Nielsen has done, that that, that that thing's moving in the right direction. We went from we can't stop anybody, our defense doesn't get sacks, we don't do this, we don't do yeah. We had six sacks in that game on Sunday. That, that's not the norm, but the point is it's, it's so much more improved, and I think that's going to get better this offseason. But the thing we have to fix, which gets us into this conversation, is the most important position on the field. And, you know, we have two games left. Guys are wondering what the playoff scenarios are. We kind of ran through that yesterday, but plain and simple, guys, went out and crossed your fingers. That's, that's really what this is. That's why it's 10%. If they, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, go 1-1, one one, they win this division. If they go 0-2, oh 
and we went out, we win the division. So you're now hoping that they lose both games. And even then you say, all right, well, what if that doesn't happen? Do we still have a chance? Yes. But now you've got to go to the wild card. And there are teams who are sitting in front of us in the wild card that you have to have lose a couple of games right. or, or at least split a couple of games here over the last couple of weeks of the season. So there's a lot of scenarios, but you still have to play it out and see where this thing ends up. But, Mike, we've been having a conversation today about – the Broncos benching Russell Wilson, and it's got a lot of people going, well, if they're done with him, mm. what's it mean for anybody else, including the Falcons? Would they be interested? Yeah, no, again, as far as the, the dead cap hits, that's all on Denver's side. You know, there's going to be – you're going to have to cut a deal with him. They would, what you said, it was one of those March, uh, March 1st designations? Yeah, 17th, he, I think He'd be is. off the roster. St. Patrick's Day. But, yeah, he'd be off the roster. And then, you know, you're, you're going to do your own deal with him, and then Denver's going to be dealing with those cap hits for like two and a half years, three years, right? It's insane makes the Matt Ryan and, and Julio Jones kind of albatross around your neck. I mean, makes this look like a, uh, an elephant around their neck with where Denver's going to be. That's a them problem. Russell Wilson, does he interest you if he's out there for us next year? 35. Not going to be able to barely throw for 35 uh, for 3,000 yards this year. Peyton using him, you want you'd argue, as a scapegoat. There's times where he looked really bad early, early in the season. Yeah. But part of the reason you brought this up earlier, when they had that big win streak, looked like they were going to turn things around. That, that was Russell Wilson. It was. 26 they, touchdowns and eight interceptions would put us at 10 or 11 wins this year. Yeah, they, they went from a 1-5 team to a team in contention, and now they've got, like like us, 8% chance. Or I think it's 6% right. for them to make the playoffs. And then Peyton, even less. You, we were talking about earlier, you know, Peyton – is a jerk. We all know Sean Payton, the brilliant, brilliant <laughs> offensive mind, but he's just, you know, he's just a bad, he's just like, he's a bad seed. It is what it is. But the Russell Wilson stuff, you and I, we used to talk about in the old days, thought that Pete Carroll was the problem. Man, why are they, why are they ganging up on Russell? And then anybody who's retired from Seattle says Russell's a jerk and a phony and a fraud, and their guys in Denver saying that, and that Pete Carroll was having none of the nonsense early in the year about his own physical trainers and all. I don't know what to make of Russell Wilson. I, I'd be interested. I'd have to know what a contract would look like, but at age 35, I'm not getting another kind of cap hell situation because Russell's going to demand crazy money. No, that, that's the deterrent from this. Proven Super Bowl winner, say what you want. The resume speaks for itself, even though this didn't work or it, it seems like it's not going to work moving forward. But the Broncos are, what, 16th in the league in scoring, guys. We've been talking about us. We were 18th in the league. At right. 18, they're averaging 21 a game. Now, would you say we got more? We got better, better weapons? And, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, where they are and, and what Sean Payton's trying to build, they're – we're probably in a better place offensively. And I think if you're Russell Wilson, too, and, and this is all right now just hypotheticals. We don't know where he's going to go, but there are already polls out there saying, hey, Falcons should be interested. You know, you talk about the Raiders and these teams that are looking for quarterbacks. But I'll say this. Um, he's going to go somewhere, Mike, where he feels like he has a chance to, to chase the Super Bowl. And when you look at our team, and you can laugh at this, you put a competent quarterback in this situation. Guys, I'm telling you right now, this is a 10 or 11 win team like we told you would right. be. Well, I mean, this is. Guys, take it back to this summer when we were telling about before the uh, free agency comes before the draft. We were talking about Garoppolo and Carr. Nobody was interested in either one of those guys, you know, because Carr, we just coming off of Mariota. We're like, oh, let's, Ritter's going to be our Russell Wilson. He's going to get traction. Then obviously, we didn't give enough work and he should have gotten more. Of that. We, know the, we know where we're at. If you had Derek Carr in here, I think we're a 10 win team. Derek Carr, two to one touchdowns, interceptions, not sexy by any metric. Missed some time with the Saints, also was injured. Concussed, yeah. yeah. Don't know if that would happen here, but but Carr, that was a kind of hell. If you could have a, if you could protect Joe Flacco, Flacco could do exactly what we need because he's doing it right now up in Cleveland. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And so you, you say no way with Russ, but I, I just feel like okay, the skill set fits. And a lot of people say, hey, Russ was his best 
with a great run game. Well, guess what we've got? Guess what's looming here? Guess what we're going to be talking about as we move forward with Algier and, and Bijan? Like, this is not going anywhere. And so if you're a quarterback, whoever this is going to be, Mike, you're going to get the luxury of having a young offensive line. Think about it. Uh, Bergeron, mm-hmm. Lindstrom, right? Dolman. These are all young cats. These, these guys are not in their 35s, the late 30s. All of this is going to continue to get better, and then you bring a, a competent quarterback in here and you go, all right, here's what I need you to do. This thing looks completely different. So that's why the Russell Wilson discussion right. is out there. The other part of this is the Bears. We're playing, yeah. playing them on Sunday, and a lot of people are saying that uh, at the end of the year, you know, the Bears will have a decision, and they will, on Justin Fields, whether to keep him and continue to build around him or might put him on the trade block and maybe draft a quarterback at one, which is the pick that they'll have. Right. And some guys were asking us earlier, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we say it would be like a second and maybe a third for Fields? Yeah. So it's not like you're giving up the you know the, the farm and you're not giving up that precious first-round pick. Now, some of these articles vary from SI to NFL Network as far as what you think the valuations are. But it'll be interesting to see Fields go up against a good Falcons defense. We, you know, we've got more weapons on offense than he's had with the correct. Bears. Now, correct. the other thing is, and this gets us back to how we started the show, we believe that Arthur Smith is not going to be fired. We believe that – I'm speaking for you. You can <laughs> – do you feel – because I feel, I think you started – you said this last week, that Arthur Blank is not going to move on from Arthur Smith, which I know upsets a lot of our audience, upsets me. He says today that he's learned from a lot of his mistakes and the changes. I think when we get that debrief, Carl, after the season's over, I want to really ask him about what happened with Ritter and what he should have done. You know, that's kind of we're crying over spilt milk. But this is a team which still should have done a hell of a lot more. But I just you point up the you brought up the point. Arthur Blank does not want to have to do with the reset with a new coach and a well, new regime. Well, guys, it's easy to say. And listen, I'm being pragmatic right now, right? Because I'm as emotional in this as you are. But when you say fire everybody, yeah. And there have been times you've heard me yeah. this season after certain games, like Minnesota. I say it every week. Okay, we should have <laughs> fired everybody. But when you do that, like seriously, there are ramifications. You're not just firing Arthur Smith. All these other coaches are going with him. So now you're talking about a new staff, new scheme. Now you're talking about, oh, there's a learning curve for whoever the quarterback's going to be because it's new to everybody. And guess what? Whatever you thought about Bijan and Algier and how comfortable Pitts might have looked here at the end of the year, that all goes away because they got to find out and, and figure out a new system. And you can tell me, like, well, it doesn't happen that way in other places. I'm just telling you, there is a process. It is easier to fix the problems. It's not that the coach is incompetent. He doesn't know. It's not, that he doesn't, it's not as if he doesn't know what he's doing. We know why we are here. Right. So if you feel like you can fix that, then you say, let's stay the course. Now, Mike, if we're here next year, right. same time, same place, same record, same issues. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, that, that's, that's how but, I think this works. And I, I'll use this phrase. I, am more, I think it is more likely that Arthur Smith is back than not. That is where I'm at. That is how I will phrase it because in two weeks, I'm going to tell you guys, and I don't think this happens. I said this to Arthur today. We compete. If we go lay an egg against, uh, you know, the, the, the Chicago Bears, right. we don't show up against the Saints, and it's embarrassing, things change. Yeah, People Arthur, change their mind. Arthur Blank could change his mind, or then perhaps there's an inroad to uh, an assistant. We've already talked about some of the – you know, you, you think about, uh, was it Smith, the assistant under yep. Coach Bra in Miami? Yep. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of – there's a few guys on the short list. The uh, who am I forgetting right now? Oh, the Lions, the Lions OC is on everybody's list right now. I'll get you in there. Orn will pull the name for me back at the ranch. But we talked to Coach. You'll hear the conversation coming up. Yeah, Johnson, by the Johnson, Johnson up there in Detroit. I get it. There's a lot of fans who are just so over this regime. And, and why didn't you not? Did you not realize that a you didn't have the quarterback? And if you did think that Ritter was your guy, why didn't you give him more work? up the workload, the preseason, all the things that didn't happen. Why did you simply say, hey, he's my guy after like a series against the Bengals, which, 
he wasn't. Then you pulled – and the Terry Bradshaw stuff, like, with all due respect to Terry, he doesn't know the scenario here. And Terry's old enough to know that when a coach is trying to save his job, you go with the best quarterback you got. And that is, you know, yeah. Taylor Heineke. But getting back to the – I'm sorry, the point I'm getting to here, what's the point? The point is <laughs> – if you feel that he couldn't handle the quarterback situation here this year, how is he going to handle if you want to fix Justin Fields? You know, that's that's my question. That's my my only question. I'm intrigued as feel by Fields as you are, but how do I know this guy can fix him or get the most out of him that they couldn't in Chi Town? All right, I'll say this, and and uh, and then we're going to get to the interview. I, I just think he's better than anybody that we have in the building right now. That's where I'm at. And you bring him in; he's played triple the amount of games in the NFL than the guy that started this season. I think he was more prepared and more ready, and he's going through three offensive coordinators in Chicago where it's been a blank show. Give him stability. Give him steady play calling, which, again, we can question Arthur on some of the stuff that we have this year, and we have. Give him an offensive line, Mike, which I think this line is better than what Chicago has right now, and give him the weapons we have. I think this is a different animal. Look, it was a great game, the most complete game of the season. Are we going to build on it? Are we going to have any momentum, or do you feel that we saw some things this year that say, you know, the bad outweighs the good? A lot more to see where this all goes. We're just talking about it because we're going to be talking about it. Find out what Coach had to say to us coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Coach's ears have been burning because we've been talking about him a <laughs> lot. Coach Arthur Smith is here, Falcons head coach. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're live at Flowery Branch, guys. Falcons turning the page and getting ready for the Bears, which we're going to talk about. Um, two big weeks left. But first, congratulations. I- I'll say this. I'm always curious as like how teams respond after sure. losses. The Carolina loss, we know, is a gut sure. punch, right? Yeah. And I kept saying all last week, like, I want to see how this team responds. And I kept saying to people, like, we've been in every stinking game. Our team competes. I didn't expect anything less. 
and then we go and we handle business against Indianapolis. And I, I, it was a good win, Coach. Mike and I have been saying we thought it was maybe the most complete game. We want to know how you feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I certainly uh, wouldn't disagree there. In, I've always said this. I mean, you felt it. Uh, you know, it was a long bye week after Arizona, right? You lose two games, pretty similar to Tampa and Carolina. I mean, they all have their own story, but you late in the game, and um, and so. You know, you're going to find out about yourself and what your culture really is. Everyone wants to talk about culture and whatever buzzword they, they steal, process, right, that stole from Alabama. But you're going to find out about your culture when you hit adversity. And uh, I was very confident, guys. I mean, the way they've worked all year, like you said, and they were ready to go. It means a lot to, to this team. And and uh, that was a good indie team coming in there. And, and you're right, we took care of business. We finally, you know, played what I felt in sync in all three phases. Yeah. Played momentum off each other, handled situational football. Was it that Heineke just, you know, it's the things from more experience in the league, just pocket presence and making things easier, keeping you on schedule. Is that why the balance and the, certainly the, the way that Algier and Bijan, everybody was used, everything, the usage rate was the one we've always been bellyaching about. It seems like everything sure. came together. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can cut numbers up however you want. And in some games, we, you know, like I said, I mean, we've had a bunch of 400-yard games and hadn't been scoring. Some of the turnovers, so you have short possessions. Anytime you can get into drives, you're going to have more opportunities. So I'll tell you guys, like, you know, you, you know, you're a receiver, and, you, and you, you block well in the run game, and they lead the first downs, you're going to get more opportunities to catch the ball. And what was cool about that game is everybody got involved. And there were some things that it, uh, Indy was doing early on. We thought we could – we came out in a little more tempo, uh, got in a rhythm, and uh, it, was, it was pretty. You know, it's about playing plays off plays. I mean, they tried to give us a different look. We progressed. We hit Scotty, get on the ball. Bijan pops a run, get on the ball, hit uh, Kyle on the corner route, and uh, – kind of got us going you know it was kind of a spark good early momentum well speaking of you know cutting up the numbers Bijan is 87 yards away from breaking William Andrews franchise record from scrimmage yards by a rookie um and listen I don't know if you pay attention to those things you go into a game however the game plays out but it speaks to in our minds what we see and then the actuality of what's going on He's got currently 1,246 yards. He only trails Puka Nakua, the kid out there in L.A., who's having a great year at wide receiver among rookies. The point is, like, he is on schedule. He is having a great season despite the fact that we feel like, is he getting the ball enough from a fan base? Yeah, which is understandable. I mean, you take these guys high, and they're, you know, they've all been so young coming in the NFL. And it's, you know, even Kyle, you can feel him getting somewhat back, right? I mean, you forget about Kyle, right? He breaks the rookie record. Yep. Um, you know, last year, you know, it was, it was Chicago when he got hurt. And it's been a long journey back for Kyle. And But he's been out there. He hasn't been trying to take – got to give him a lot of credit. And, and what you're seeing late in the year is he's kind of getting back into sync. And, um, and then, you know, somebody gave me a stat the other day. I think Drake tied the – most receptions in the first two years. It may not feel it, but there is, you know, Tyler, you talk about now Bijan. Um, I mean, Matt Burke played well this year. Mm. It's a good thing we're not talking about linemen. I mean, he's, he's, it's, it's been awesome to watch because he's getting the, the tough matchups. Anybody does. They put interior rusher, they usually go after the rookie. It's like you want to put Lindstrom, Bergeron, and Quentin Williams, and uh, obviously Buckner last week. Uh, but ultimately, you know, you, it's when you're losing these close games and there's frustration and there's a lot of, and you get it. Our job's to win games, and we got a huge one Sunday at Chicago. It's Arthur Smith with the Skies inside the Ticketmaster Studios live here at Falcons HQ. You have been in the NFL for a long time, so you know you know it's a, it's a pressure business. Now the pressure's on. Are you coaching any, I don't know, the hell with it. I'm throwing everything out there. Are you coaching any looser? Is, I mean, or is it the same as any other Sunday? 
No, I mean, I think you learn from all your experiences. And uh, I have always believed pressure is a privilege. I, there, there, nothing makes me, I guess, more sick to my stomach than to get people. You're, you get to do this in pro football. I talked about it a lot last week. And, you know, we talk about mindset. And uh, when, when you really think about it, like, you got to love what you're doing. This is the National Football League. You signed up for pro football. Like, it comes with the territory. Right. When somebody sits there and acts like a victim, I mean, I just roll my eyes. Like, screw that. You're going to find out what you're about. You want to be judged. You want to be challenged. And there's nothing better, right? You, you get last week and guys show you who they are. But now it's our job. Now you got to do it again. But that you should embrace that. And uh, that's what makes you feel good. we got the right guys here. In terms of that, no, I think you're, there's a lot of lessons learned. It's certainly different when you're a head coach. And you just got to know yourself. Being a head coach and a play caller is different than just being the offensive coordinator. And there's been some lessons I've learned and, you know, a lot of self-reflection. And I need to get, you know, you know as you study things, and I think um, getting back to that mindset, you know, where you're able to, to manage a game, but also when there's trust out there mm-hmm. with the players and uh, you feel like you're in sync, that's what it felt like last week for sure. Just as a follow-up, because I watched um, and watching the game, I, I saw you lose your mind. I can, we were losing our mind watching when you had the spike play before halftime, was you think you're getting official? Was something supposed to help you out? We had to call the timeout coming off of uh, Heineke no, grabbing. Yeah, so, I know you already answered this to me. It's yeah, our first chance so, to so, ask No, you. no, but this is, you know, yeah. talk about the games within the games. So you get down there, and you can either bang the timeout there, and you can get, and you've, you've seen, you saw Brady do this. I think it was opening day against Dallas a couple of years ago, where you're just trying to, you know, we call it a long foul ball. You do like a sprint out, you kind of throw it, maybe four seconds, and then you get down there, so you're not kicking off. A lot of times, especially when you're ending the game. But in the half, so you're right there. I forget where we were, about the 30, give or take. Um, so we were in Coos range. We had a timeout, and so we went to clock it, try to get a couple more yards, and then you don't have to worry about any procedure penalties like a running clock and, you know, you ju- God forbid you jump, and then the, the half in. So you'd like to have the timeout in your pocket. So we clocked it. We were just going to run it and what we call down, down, timeout, get the yards, protect the football. Two seconds, I banged the timeout. And there was a miscommunication about the clock being set in play. So, obviously, that's what I was telling them. So, Taylor was trying to tell the official, get their attention, and then mm-hmm. we, we realized the clock was running down. And so, hey, screw it. Bang the timeout. Let's not get cute. We're going to get the field goal anyways. Into the half. That's that's what okay. it was. It was more about the the procedure of that. And that's what – and then the other one, though, that this has happened a few times is – the spot difference. That's why I right. used the first timeout. Then the six-minute mark, yeah. Well, it happened yeah. in New York. Right. We were backed up. You think you're at the um, – I think it was – we were at the four, and then they moved us back in the backed-up situation. And then there was one right before the half, whether it was uh, DPI or personal foul, because DPI was not the one. The one that hit on Drake, this is the Jets game. Moves you back to, you know, half the distance. And that does change your call. When you always done it, they pumped it in. So there's conversations there. Uh, all everybody's trying to do is get it right. But that, there's a lot of those little things going on. Coach, uh, Caden Ellis had one. Richie Grant had one. Zach Harrison had two. Calais Campbell had one and a half. That's a big money one, too. Ebicady had a half of a six sacks. And we're going, okay, like uh, this defensive front is coming on. We know we've been without Grady for a long time. That's we, we can't talk about that like anymore. But what we're getting is production from these young guys. And Zach – and Epicade, these guys are coming on, and they're guys we've been talking about pretty much all season long. Well, that's the – you know, that's the – all we've tried to do here when we're talking about building and developing. And a lot of people say that, but do you really have a plan to have these guys – and some things get accelerated. You get injuries, you know, it doesn't – and you got to adapt. But a lot of these guys play the long game. I mean, look at Clark right now. Um, Looks good. You know, Helms, you know, he's been a 
huge uh, plus. Accelerated, you know, where he's allowed Richie to play a different role, which I thought that was a good role for Richie last week, and you see some of his strengths, and these are good good problems to have. And Zach, you know, he's, his opportunities got more, and he's slow and steady, right? Wins the race, and he's done a great job all year. We talked about Burge and obviously Bijan, and uh, it fires you up as, you, as you're seeing those developments. And then you talk about, I talked about shared accountability, about how do you get more pressure. Well, you get them in more obvious pass situations. So when you're not protecting a three-point lead, four-point, and you're protecting – 16, 19, now they become one-dimensional and good mix of rush and pressure, and that's what it's supposed to look like. But, again, if you don't do your job on offense or special teams, then you're defending something different, just like we still had to defend the run late in the Tampa game. Well, if you're up eight, mm. now you make them a little more one-dimensional, certainly if you're up two possessions. Three, you know, at the, at the end there. Andy. It's Arthur Smith with his guys live here at Dukes and Bell up at Flowery Branch. Chicago, outdoors, cold, everything else that comes to playing up there this time of year. Uh, I mean, a lot like the Jets game in the sense, just grind it. Or, I mean, I know you want to throw the football too, and I think that Heineke gives you obviously more confidence in the throwing game. Well, you know, I mean, all of them are different, right? We've had this will be a third outdoor game, and you got to, again, if you, you know, hopefully you get to the point where you're hosting every game and you're the one seed, but if you're on the night, you're not going to go on the road, you're going to win late in the year outside. And, uh, like you said, the Jets game, the good that game wasn't as cold as Carolina, but that one was raining. And then the Carolina was, I mean, you, you probably couldn't tell, but it, I mean, it was almost 20 miles of wind. It was two and three inches of rain, and that was constant down there. It's not going to rain. If it does, we'll adapt. But uh, I think we'll have a good winter day there, and I don't think it'll be anything crazy. It's good to know. Yeah, the, the Carolina game was nuts. The irony is we went last year, Coach, same weather. Yeah. When we it was were a little there. warmer, though. Yes, it was, but we were wet, and it was a <laughs> oh, mess. Yeah. Two years in a row. Yeah, Bad, uh, By the way, did you order the Mariota grenade toss in that game? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> that was an improvisation, right? Don't, don't, I'm sorry. Don't answer that. Don't, don't answer that. We made the trip. We were in the stands. Uh, Arthur Smith is here. Uh, <laughs> don't hit me. Don't hit me. <laughs> talking with us. Let, let's. Uh, let's <laughs> you guys do what you want. You, you should at least tell the listeners <laughs> that you guys can throw whatever. I've <laughs> never been offended. <laughs> Well, well, listen, you know, but I mean, hey, we're not going to force your hand there. Uh, Let's talk about uh, what you see with the Bears. What what do you see, Coach? Because, and and I think you know this, their quarterback, we played him last year. From here, we've talked a lot about Justin. He's got family here, and, you know, that's all great. And there are guys that go through this in the NFL where you're going to play your hometown team or you're, you know, you want to impress. I don't know if he's got any extra pressure on him this week, but I want to know what you think about the Bears and what you see. Yeah, I think what you're seeing certainly lately, they got a formula with, uh, and you know, kind of fits uh, the kind of climate they're playing in. They have a really good rushing attack, and uh, Justin's got 600 yards. I mean, some of his design runs, uh, certainly that they found success in that last year. That was big before we played them. You still see a little bit of it where he's hurting people too. Is on those third down play extensions, hard guy to, to tackle in the pocket, and uh, he's got a good job. Got a good feel to get out there and. So then they got three runners. They they rotate in there, and they take pride in it. And so if they've gotten the games they've won lately. They've gotten leads early, kind of slowed it down with the rushing attack, and then defensively, um, good mix of pressure. Obviously, getting swept there changed a little bit. He, he's added to the rush, mm-hmm. but they will pressure you. Um, similar to Indy, some zones. So some teams have gotten down. They pass it a lot, and uh, you know the numbers wise, they're they're top rushing defense. But you know some of the things they've done well is the style of play long drives they get a lead they've been taking the ball you know even when it hasn't been windy sometimes people do that as a strategy so you can pick which way you want to kick in the second half and uh you know we've got a good challenge i mean we got to stop their rushing attack there's multiple ways to do it and we need to run the ball well i mean i think they've had four games where teams have gone over 100 yards rushing 
Uh, they've lost three of the four. The one game they won, Detroit, recently, I think there was a couple turnovers. and So it's a good challenge. A little bit like Cleveland. Okay. Know, okay. Cleveland was coming in last year. and yeah. You know, if we can stop their run and, and we can stay balanced and put a dent in their rush game, and that's kind of, kind of what it's going to come down to. And it has been great how good the offensive line depth has really shown out for you, especially, you know, to lose – if I told you to lose McGarry for multiple games, the guys, guys like Norton, the way the guys have plugged in, they really continue to do what you want them to do. Yeah, and that's why you continue to work is the way you set up practice. It's never going to look like it does on paper when you start camp. It's unfortunate, but that's part of it. That's why you – that's what's so important to work the entire roster and the small moves, like getting Storm in here as a swing tackle. And then Tyler's gone out there and played – um, Kyle Hinton's played some for us. Newsel, um, you know, that's what you need. You need that depth. And, you know, even in spots, you know, in DBs, you know, we have the depth in the, in the secondary. Or Nate Lamman, the guy who's been in our program, is getting an opportunity, and Nate's played really well. The hammer. Um, yeah. Coach, last week we saw Mr. Blank give you an embrace. We know you guys have had a conversation or two. And I'm curious, I think the fan base wonders, was that just relief from him and saying congratulations? Was there more to it from Mr. Blank? No. Because everybody wants to know, like – I know. What, what, much, much is made about it. I got asked about my family being there. Hell, they've, they've got more family than anybody. They, they come to every game. <laughs> He's – we talk every week. Nothing's – like M- Mr. But, Blank. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Like, I, I went on the record last week, and, again, it's, it's pro football, and everybody mm-hmm. loves the drama. And, and right. you know, maybe I just look at things very practically, but – Nothing's changed from week to week from when I've gotten here. We have our process, how we, but he's always down there. Just like, you know, uh, you know, somebody asked me, oh, your family. Like, no, they're there everywhere. They're, they're, they're like you guys. They, they try to drink every uh, – my brother is my brother-in-law. They try to drink every beer in, in MBS. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, they put a dent in the, uh, the old Amex, and they're Falcons fans. And they had probably, a lot of times they have the same questions you guys do. I do one press conference after the game, and then I come home, and I'm like – Damn, I just want to have a beer and decompress. Quiet, yeah. And I got my second press conference, and it's more <laughs> intense than the first one. Right. So, like, people made it, you know, people just looking at me. And just, look, guys, we got a good thing going on here. Um, you feel good about it. And I'm asking for, not right. for me, I no, know. But, but you're trying to, yeah, I, I get the questions. Right. Nothing's changed in our process around here. It's pro football. You know what you sign up for. We're just trying to get beat Chicago. Hopefully it comes down to the Saints game, and let's, let's get in the, the postseason is what happens. You know? You get caught up in, in the things, the week-to-week drama. I mean, I know other coaches. I mean, guys, it's like every week's like a crisis or it's a it's a party. And it's like that's not true either. Like when you win, there's things you got to fix. When you lose, it's, you know, same deal. But it's – you ride the roller coaster. I mean, holy hell. So our focus is on the Bears. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we cut you loose, I know that – speaking of Arthur, have there been already discussions about moving ahead and some things you want to change for next year? I know we talked about the quarterback situation. We will probably in all likelihood be finding a new quarterback. Or is it simply I'm looking at these next two games and that conversation happens in January or February? Well, I mean, every, every year – I mean, you know, obviously we're – your priority is the season. And you, you set up your calendar. There's discussions all the time about future plans. I mean, there was talks last year about yeah, here's our – we went in the 22 season knowing that what we wanted to do in the uh, you know, off season of 23 and, you know, that kind of happens. And then there's stuff going on behind the scenes that you're working through. But, you know, as a coach, you're locked into the season. Right. But you're aware of, you know, plans that we've had, you know, going in this year, what's it going to look like in 24. And, but those, are, those will be normal standard procedures. You, you, every year you've got to self-reflect and evaluate no matter how long you – they're in this thing. Sometimes it hasn't gone our way, Coach, but I will say this, and I've said it to our audience. Uh, these guys like playing for you, and we see it, and they show up. 
and that's all we could ask for as a fan base. Uh, some of these games, you know, it's, you win, you can't win them all, and you're gonna, you know, win some that you don't expect and lose some. But I, I think it's important for the fans to realize that, and I've been talking about that because we're up here every week, we see sure. it. Right. But these guys, you know, I, I don't. Nobody's mention any, tuned out. Yeah, I don't want to mention any names. We've seen other teams where that's sure. happened. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, you see teams even the games that we've turned the ball over. I mean, the last two years have been two different things. I mean, Cincinnati was probably the worst one that sticks out to me. But we've been, you know, we've and again, you are what you are, and. Tough lessons learned along the way, so you're not making excuses. But these guys, no matter what's happened, we've, we've had a fighting chance. And then what we're building, what you want it to look like is what it did last week, but we need that consistency. And I think life's always about you can say whatever you want. You can get, you can have the best PR or some, you can hire some uh, foreign adversary to, to run an online campaign for you. You know, whatever the hell some of these influencers do too. At the end of the day, life's about action. And just watch. And, we, and then obviously we got to deliver, and that's our job. You feel you've changed over the course of the season as far as some of your things? I think you change every year. Okay. If you're not, uh, you know, you got your core beliefs, but, I mean, I think you naturally evolved if you're really doing self-reflection. And then the longer you're more experienced, hey, this is what I thought maybe two years ago. Learn this along the way. If you don't, you'll become a dinosaur. As I always said, you'll, you'll get, be like Blockbuster or, you know, all these flash the pans and you, you get passed by. Yeah, Kodak. Your PR guy, by the way, he's all right. Yeah, Coach, he's all right. Pre- appreciate you. Uh, let, let's go finish up uh, and see how this thing plays out. That's all we can do is handle what we can handle, right? Absolutely. All right, so let's go do that Sunday. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Now, it won't be as cold as the time we rolled up there with our man Mike Vick, and it was like 10 degrees, and Erlacher was playing with no sleeves on. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's a, that was truly the the example where a dome team looked like it did not want to be on Lake Michigan. Uh, it'll be different. It'll be in the uh, low 30s, apparently, on, uh, on game time. By the way, real quick, uh, some developing story about the quarterback position with the Falcons, by the way. The D. Orlando Ledbetter is reporting. There is? Taylor Heineke was limited today with an ankle injury. Okay, don't go here, Mike. Don't start this. It could be Ritter 3.0. <laughs> don't start. It's Ritter time in the this. city. <laughs> don't start this. Ringling. Hey, we've got a last call for you. Today we uh, had a story. Orn had it. Yesterday evening, a male suspect entered a Bass Pro shop in Gulf Coast Town Center. Down at Fort Myers, right? Yeah, in Florida. With the fishing net in hand, proceeded to remove a live tarpon from the store's indoor fish pond and left. There was a guy who videoed it, and it's out there, guys. It's the funniest thing you'll see. But the question tonight is, what did you do, whether it's Mm. now, 10 years ago, as a kid, that you got away with? Something you did that you should not have done and you got away with. This guy walked into a Bass Pro shop, removed Mm. a 50-pound tarpon from the fish pond, and walked out of the store. Does doing slalom around highway cones count? Of course it does. <laughs> 404-726-0929. What did you do that you shouldn't have done and you got away with it? That's tonight's last call. Most Mobile is giving families the holiday gift. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. to chime in on the biggest stories of the day. Dukes and Bell, all right, 
something you did and got away with and uh, you shouldn't have done it. This story about this guy in Florida had us crying earlier. 404-726-0929. He takes and removes a 50-pound tarpon from the fish pond and then walked out of the store with it. There is a customer videotaping the man. Obviously, he's not been found yet. The suspect has yet to be identified. Keith and Alpharetta, you get us started, Keith. What is something you did, you got away with, and you shouldn't have done it? Hey. Hey, man. What's going on, Keith? Hey, man. So in order to keep this radio friendly, I the very stuff college out of this. But so anyways, in high school, a buddy of mine and I, we turned Ah, uh, Keith, you're breaking up, man. I want to hear this story. Call us back because I do want to hear your story, Keith and Alpharetta. You're just you're choppy, man. Can't can't hear you completely. Swede in Rome, you're up next. What is something you uh, did you should not have done and you got away with it, Swede? Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, first of all, if I don't have a chance between now and then, I just want to wish you both a happy new year. Thank hey, you, you too, um, Swede. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Love you. Um, in my younger, more reckless days, um, I was on a public street in West Los Angeles drag racing by, ironically enough, a veteran cemetery. And we were doing over 100 miles an hour, and uh, we got away with it. Nobody was hurt, but I wouldn't do that again for, no, for anything. Anyway, right. love your show. Happy New Year, guys. And uh, I love talking to you. Take care. Thanks, Bye-bye. man. And the Model T, that was the high end for that car. You couldn't go any faster than 100. Well, listen, I mean, you redlined it. He, he, uh, he had enough money to buy one of those, Mike. You've been in that situation, right, where you've been drag racing? No comment. Those <laughs> days are long gone. For those who don't know, I've got one more case I must adjudicate, Carl. So uh, under advice from my attorney, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Rod in Norcross. Hey, man, what's a, a situation that you, all right, shouldn't have done? You got away with it, and uh, you shouldn't have done it. Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. Okay, it was around 1996. Thank goodness for the statute of limitations. Um, had a 95 Mustang GT. Had a few minor modifications on it. I was working with a guy in corrections who had a Fox Body Mustang. And uh, somewhere on I-75 between Unadilla and Warner Robins, well, let's just say the last time I looked down at the speedometer, I was doing 135. Woo! <laughs> Child's play. I mean, again, for somebody. For somebody. No. <laughs> Rod, you got, you got lucky, Rod. You got lucky, sir. Uh, Frank in McDonough. Frank, what did you do? You shouldn't have gotten away with it, but you did. What What's the story, Frank? Hey, man, um, this goes back to my early 20s days. Um, me and my friend, we pulled a little switcheroo on the cop. Um, actually, um. We were driving, and I guess he ran a stop sign, and the cop pulled us over. We pulled into, like, an apartment complex, and immediately he jumps up because he's like, he doesn't have his license. He needs us to switch. I'm like, and his back window is tinted, so I'm like, dude, we're going to get caught. So we actually switched seats. So I wow. got in the driver's seat. He got in the passenger seat, and I'm scared. But when the cop came up, he questioned me like I was a driver. And I told him, wow. man, it was, it, was, it was raining outside. We couldn't see nothing. And the guy actually let us go. Damn. Whoa. Okay. That's crazy, Frank. Mm. That's that's a story you shouldn't have gotten away with, no doubt. Hey, man, good mm. to hear from you, brother. Thank you for listening to Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're talking about this, guys, because 
a guy down uh, in Florida, Bass Pro Shops, goes into uh, the <laughs> store and removes a 50-pound pa- tarpon? A- anybody who's been to the Bras- uh, Bass Pro Shops, you see they got all those fish. And the most of it display them. The kids, they have the kids' fishing content. They teach That's kids right. how to fish. That's but right. you're not supposed to steal. The, you're not supposed to take the fish. It's catch and release, release. okay? Yeah. No, 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 50 a 50-pound tar. And by the way, is he, is he hitting it with a club as he gets this thing out of there? He's got to stick it in on, on ice? What's he going to do with it? This dude has a net, and the picture of yeah. him walking out of the store is And he's dressed like a goofball, which I'm thinking this is a work. You it know what I mean? Be. This might, might go viral. It might be. Let's talk to John in LaGrange. John, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's going on, John? Uh, first, first of all, real quick, Mike Bell, you keep it 100. I love you. My man, K.J. Jefferson, is still looking for a helmet. All information is good information. <laughs> yeah, the year true. was 1993. I had a brand new Chevy Beretta. They don't even make them anymore. I remember that. Drove, me like, car. I, yeah. drove, drove me like I was going to steal it. But uh, anyway, blew a tire, blew everything. My dad had a guy who was kind of on the outs. He says, don't worry about it. I'll be there in 15 minutes. Dude breaks into a junkyard, gets a tire, gets a carburetor, gets all this crap, puts it on my car, and I drive it away. Pray for KJ. See you. <laughs> Good stuff, John. Appreciate you guys. Hey, man, it's Dukes and Bell. We got to get out of here. Make way for John Chuckery, who's coming up next. Uh, and he's got a full show, a full three tonight. Is that right? Absolutely. We'll uh, get D-Led uh, on the show, break down this Falcons game. Uh, we'll put a bow on the uh, season for Georgia Tech with our buddy Chad Bishop. And, um, you know, I want to wish you guys uh, a happy new year. Hope you all had a great Christmas. But uh, certainly uh, good tidings uh, as we go into another year of this, uh, you know, frivolity that we call uh, radio life. So uh, happy new year to you both. You too, man. Thanks, John. You too, John. Thank you so much. Stay right there, guys. He's got a full three coming up. Let's get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bell are wrapping up another show, so it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Thanks to Coach Arthur Smith. It's online at odyssey.com. Also, David Anyamata, super cool, and he's played great for the Falcons. Um, You know, we talk about this line being full strength, and we were just having a conversation about Zach Harrison. Mike, guys are coming on, and this is what you want to see as you continue to say, hey, what are these guys going to be? Especially right. guys you drafted, right? Right. Ebicady, Harrison, some of these guys, man, six sacks last week, but we were just talking about it. David Anyamata um, has been a big part of what this defense has been this year. Uh, big what shout a good out dude. To him. Good dude, yeah. man. Great story. Tomorrow, man, we've got a big show for you. Back in the studio as we count down to the new year. Lots more on Georgia as well, and uh, of course, the Hawks, because the rumors continue. Mike mm. and I were just looking at a, another report about what the Lakers may potentially offer. The Not Hawks. enough. Not enough, man. I agree. Hey, man, big shout out to uh, Big O back at the studio, executive producing today, and our uh, producer, an executive producer, should I say, an on site engineer. Uh, big shout out, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. G Money. G. You're the man now, dog.
All right, man. Let's get out of here, Mike. We got to run. Thanks to everybody at Flowery Branch. Mike Bell, clear your throat. Hey, man. Didn't get a chance to talk about this in the Blitz today here from the branch, but uh, Jair Alexander uh, decided to crash the uh, coin toss. You might have saw it on uh, the game on Christmas Eve in Carolina. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Quay Walker, and Eric Wilson were there with the captains for the coins. He was not uh, a captain for the game. Jumps in, basically tells the refs some bad information. No, we're going to kick. And it was, whoa, whoa, it doesn't work that way. So nearly screwed up everything. Uh, the general manager, Brian Gutenkunst, up there in uh, Green Bay says he's suspended. Uh, took it out of Matt LaFleur's hands for uh, basically things that are detrimental to the team. Come on, dude. What are you doing, man? If you're going to do it, I mean, know the rules, you knucklehead. Hey, man, I got to give a big shout-out to Jeff Schultz. You know him as an AJC columnist, longtime columnist here in our city. He worked for the Athletic. Guys, he's retiring. Called it quits. And he wrote an excellent piece mm-hmm. about his journey. Jeff knows everybody, talked to everybody, and even though we didn't always agree on things that he wrote, I loved his work. And Jeff Schultz deserves some recognition. Anytime you do anything for 40-some-odd mm. years and you're great at it, congratulations. Enjoy retirement, Jeff. We'll Come miss on, you. you Jeff Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you love the show. You tell your friends. If you don't. You've never gone 150 miles per hour. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.